What is up, everybody? I wanted to take a second to share with you an upcoming event I am hosting that I am beyond excited for. On May 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern, we are hosting our next Breathe With Cannabis event, and this month's theme is that of authenticity. Now, for those that are hearing about these workshops for the first time, they are a two-and-a-half-hour live cannabis and breathwork ceremony hosted online that you can attend right from the comfort of your own living room with an amazing community of like-minded individuals from all around the world. These workshops are an absolutely incredible way for any of you who have been looking to open up the psychedelic powers I speak of often with regards to cannabis on the show to be able to do so, and we want you to experience it for yourself. To find out more info on this month's theme, the breakdown of the event, and to register and save your spot, head to the link in the show notes, and I am so looking forward to guiding all of you into a more authentic expression with the help of the powers of cannabis and breathwork. Enjoy the show. Greetings, my brothers and sisters. Sending gratitude to all of you who are joining in today to accompany us down the rabbit hole of self-exploration through plant medicines. My name is Ryan Sprague, and I'm here to tell you that your frequency is now set and tuned to explore psychedelic medicines and the impact they've made among the countless psychonauts exploring the last true frontier. Buy a ticket and take the ride with me as we get true firsthand accounts of the experiences, benefits, risks, and transformations taking place within the ever-expanding world of psychedelic medicines on This One Time on Psychedelics. One of my favorite aspects of the experiences I have had with psychedelic medicines is the notion that anything is possible and that my only limitation is my own mind and the subsequent belief systems that follow. This notion, when taken into consideration, was exactly what helped me take messy action, ignore the negative thought forms, and begin my own business a little over three years ago now. And when I have the opportunity to connect and interview individuals who have been able to connect with psychedelics in a similar fashion to allow these medicines to not only open up infinite possibilities within their lives, but also give them the ability to take initiative to enact their willpower to create from this infinite space of possibility, I jump at the opportunity. Today on the show, I have not one, but two amazing individuals who will be diving in with who are full of wisdom, tales from their journeys deep down the rabbit hole, and excitement to share how these journeys and experiences have affected their lives as a whole. Together, they are the founders of the premier holistic event, Paleo FX, which covers health, nutrition, fitness, sustainability, self-development, spirituality, relationships, entrepreneurship, and everything in between, and encompasses their mutual passion for bringing like-minded individuals together to learn, connect, and grow with one another. In addition, they are also the minds and hearts behind ID Life which is a health and wellness company that is revolutionizing the industry with customized nutrition as they are passionate about meeting individual needs and understand that we each have specific requirements that when met can allow us to experience the highest quality of life possible in our lives. This episode is going to be chock full of amazing takeaways, gems of wisdom, and high vibe energy that will allow you to receive your daily dose of inspiration and passion necessary to create the most beautiful experience of life possible. So with all of that foundation being laid, strap on your curiosity caps and help me in welcoming both Keith and Michelle Norris to the show. What's up, guys? Such a pleasure to have hey, you hey. here. <laughs> oh, thanks for having hey, us. Yeah, thanks yes. for having us. Absolutely. Oh, and, intro. oh yes. <laughs> well, I had to come correct. <laughs> I had to come correct. I mean, you guys have done so much amazing stuff and you're going to continue to do so much amazing stuff. I mean, just Paleo FX alone. I mean, it literally is the premier event for everything that I've ever been interested in. So I've heard about you guys for years. And then once I, you know, got in the realm of Mark England and some of our mutual friends started hearing like what amazing individuals you guys were on a personal uh, note as well. And so I was just so excited to dive into, you know, the subjects we both enjoy, uh, you know, the main one being psychedelics and plant medicines. And, you know, I'm curious for you guys, when in your life did you become interested in psychedelics? Was it something you were open to all your life? Was it something that came later? Tell me a little bit about that. I'm curious to hear. <laughs> so for me, it was definitely not something I was interested in until um, our daughter, Brittany, was killed in a car accident um, mm. almost 15 years ago. And um, we had been having talks on shamanism, psychedelics, and everything after Kill Effects for, you know, since the first year. And so I was actually introduced to psychedelics through Paleo Effects and actually um, 
well, I should say probably before that, really, we were introduced a little bit before that because all of the people in Pale FX I had already had been talking to. And a lot of them had told me about their experiences and in being able to actually contact past loved ones. So that's how I got interested in <laughs> because I wanted to talk to Brittany and I wanted to, you know, find out what does she know? What's the truth? What's the, you know, where does all of this go from here? All of that. So uh, that's how I ended up getting involved in it. And obviously it morphed into something so much more after mm. the fact, because I ended up being called to serve. And so I started training to serve and that's been almost a decade now mm. um, in, in that for both of us, actually. Totally different path for me. So I came in as a, you know, hyper curious 13, 14 year old with older friends. <laughs> and that was my path. That was my intro. And it was you know, I look back on it and I'm like, man, there was a lot of wasted years, but you know, that I didn't know what I was doing and, and, you know, wasn't doing it for the good, quote unquote, good reasons. Um, it was just experimentation. And then, you know, there was, then I went back in reflection, there was a lot of pain I was trying to cover all the old scenarios of why people get involved in psychedelics for the wrong reason or drugs for the wrong reason. Come to find out, though, that was a very good lab for me because I, when we, when I did come into the realm of using these for personal development and spiritual growth, I knew the action of just about every substance on the human body from a <laughs> so I had the uh, pharmacological, <laughs> you know, n equals one pretty much nailed. Yes. Um, so both of our paths come together, and it's it's a beautiful blend, mm. really beautiful blend. That's amazing. And, you know, I'm curious what initially got you interested in becoming, you know, guides, right? And, you know, you mentioned your daughter passing away, uh, which I'm very sorry to hear. And one of the things I'm curious on is I always look at things like when my father passed away, it really opened up a lot for me, right? And in the context of loss, sometimes so much can grow from that. In your journey of, you know, her passing away and you getting involved in this work, were you able to connect with her and get some messages? I'm curious to hear what some of those messages may have been. <laughs> yes. Actually, what's funny is I didn't see her for probably, I think until like our 14th, cer 12th ceremony. Sorry. It was our 12th ceremony. I didn't see her, but I heard her. She came and she talked to me. And then we both saw her together at the same time in the 12th ceremony. And it was pretty cool because she was showing us some stuff she could do. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyway, it was really interesting because everybody else saw her. And we mm. didn't, so we heard her, but none of, we couldn't see her, but everybody else in the circles that we were in, in the ceremony circles, uh, they could all see her. And, um, they were telling us there was this young girl and they didn't know about Brittany. They were like, there was this young girl and she looks just kind of like you, but younger. And she was <laughs> here and she was with you and she was talking to you or whatever. And I was like, oh, and then I showed them a picture of her and they're like, yeah, that's her. And I was like, yeah. And then when I would tell them, they would be like, what? Like it would kind of freak them out. So um, it's really <laughs> interesting. She did show up for both of us. She gave us a lot of, she would drop breadcrumbs, but she would never give us any of the answers. And she would be like, you have all the answers. You know, all the answers, you know, all the truth is already in you. You know, I'm not, you know, kind of at liberty to tell you, you just trust me, you know, already. So and it was just like, trust yourself and mm. trust, you know, your intuition and trust, you know, what you are being guided to. So it was really cool. She, uh, she comes to me via smell. So <laughs> you, you may have noticed I, everybody has a unique smell that's, that's very, very particular to them. And, and smell is actually one of the most potent anchors there is, mm. right? If you smell a familiar, you're immediately transported back mm. into the time place. And so if I'm, if I'm in a ceremony and I'm having a realization or a remembrance or a download, if you will, and it's accompanied by her smell, I'm like, ah, I know who this is. I know who's, <laughs> dropping, I know who's dropping in to leave this message. So it's, that's a very cool way that I, that I connect with her. Yeah. 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 You know, I will have smell come in too, um, a lot, but usually it is accompanied with her voice. So. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the world far and wide. 
I wanted to take a second as you're listening to this three-part series on conscious cannabis consumption to share with you an amazing new opportunity we have for each of you. On May 16th, our waitlist opens up for our next enrollment period of the Conscious Cannabis Collective, and we have some awesome bonuses that you'll want to hear about. To find out more info and to prepare to join the waitlist when it opens up on the 16th, head down to the link in the show notes and check it out today. Now back to the show. You know, it's it's so funny, too, because it brings up something like when my father has visited me, I'm always expecting like some amazing, like profound statement, right? Something that's going to change my life. It's a degree to, you know, which like whenever I'm talking to different spirits and whatnot in the plant medicine realm, you can always tell like what level of person you're talking to or entity you're talking to by how simple their statement is or how like convoluted it is. If it's more convoluted, it's probably not like a very advanced being, right? It might be like something smaller or something like that. But whenever it's my dad, the exact same type of stuff where it's like, trust your intuition. And I'm like, what? That's it? But it's actually all I needed because usually what happens is I try to resist it at first. I'm like, no, give me more. And then the second I surrender to it, I'm actually given the realization of what trusting intuition is because it's different to know something like I can know, trust my intuition. But when you have the direct experience of trusting your intuition and you actually have that realization, you make it real for yourself, everything changes. And I think that's one of the coolest things. And the other thing that really set me um, at ease with my father's passing is, you know, when my father passed, he had brain cancer, he was going through some really challenging things. And he was a man of dignity. He had a full head of hair when he was in his 60s. I mean, he didn't want to lose anything, right? And so when he passed, of course, there was pain. But one of the things that I tuned into the first time I saw him in ceremony, he was like, man, what are you worried about me for? Like, yeah, you can be sad that you don't have me around to do the things that you love to do with me. But me, I'm having a blast up here. This is amazing. You know, I'm on vacation vibration, you know, and I think that's one of the coolest aspects of what psychedelics have done for me. And it sounds like for you guys as well, where yes, we can feel the pain for ourselves. We can show ourselves that love of allowing ourselves to feel it, but it takes so much pressure off of like, what about this person? Did they feel, you know, like they lost out on life or all those things. And they're like, listen, everything happened the way it should have. And I think that's one of the most freeing things, especially in our culture right now, where in Western societies, and we're not like as a society, like super interested in spirituality. Of course, our bubbles are very interested in it. But, you know, I think that's one of the things that the average person, if they go to, you know, a uh, intentional conscious ceremony, they could potentially have that uh, opportunity to have that type of experience and it could change the entire course of their lives. And I think that's so cool. <laughs> right. I think too, and, and, and along those same lines is losing the fear of your own death, of your own transition, because that is one of the most controlling mechanisms there is in our world is the fear of death. Once you lose the fear of death and of what other people think of you, you're pretty much uncontrollable. Yes. Yeah. yeah you've woken up within the dream. Right. Totally. totally. Uh, it's funny because there is, um, there is a statement, I think it's on the gates of uh, mm -hmm. St. Michael's um, anyway it's um it's in Greece anyway mm. and it, the, the statement is in Latin and it or it might be Greek I don't know anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the statement is if you die before you die then you won't die when you die and um <laughs> it is definitely something that we use in our mm. our brand of facilitation and it's called primal alchemy this is one of the things that we will take our clients through and talk to them about is this fear of death is once you realize that that's not even possible, that that's not even, that's an illusion. Mm. And when you experience it through a psychedelic experience, and then you see that it isn't all <laughs> you're like all the fear and everything, then it's this serene um, understanding of what, where our energy and our soul goes when we, when we leave the, this human vehicle and we're no longer part of this human vehicle anymore. And it, and it's interesting when you were talking about, so when Brittany passed, we ended up creating her legacy, which is Pillowfax. Pillowfax is Brittany's legacy. And it was mm. mainly because we had realized how much she had changed people's lives in the very short period of time that she was here. She died three days before her 23rd birthday and a week before her wow. college graduation. And I tell people this all the time. I would never in a million years choose for her to not be here. But when you were talking about things happen as they are supposed to, I cannot deny 
the beauty that's come from her ashes. And the thing is, is that I am of the mindset that everything happens for me, not to me. And that is definitely a, a byproduct of doing this work is realizing that everything that happens to me, even when I feel like it's one of the most negative things that ever happened in my life, it still happened for me for the evolution of my soul. And if I look at it that way, then I'm going to find the beauty in the ashes and I'm going to actually be able to integrate and create beauty in my life from the ashes of whatever occurrence happened. So it was, I thought that was rather interesting that you had made that. Yeah, I, ju- I just, and I think I should interject the, the uh, temple that Michelle was talking about is in Greece and it's, it, it was where the uh, uh, Euslia, I'm pronouncing this wrong. Eleusian. Eleusian. Eleusian, yes. Uh, ceremonies took place and that was the, that was inscribed above the, the, the temple entrance, which is very, very true. And, and another thing that I want to interject very quickly is those Simple, simple truths are the most profound because this this isn't complicated. We humans make this very, very complicated, and there's no need to. I mean, our conscious minds tend to want to complicate and add and and distort and do all of the things that the conscious mind does. Well, this, that's also some self-important too. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yes, complicate this whole thing. <laughs> but if you, <laughs> but I mean. Go. If you look at the basics of, of, of esoteric mystery school teachings, which were taught at that temple, they are very simple. As above, so below. As within, so without. Um, you know, essentially, projection is perception. All of these very, very simple truths. Now, you can d- dig in and unpack and complicate all you want, but when you bring it back to those truths, it's simple. And I think those things really ring clear when you're in the psychedelic space. It's like, you have space to sit with that and go, oh, chop wood, carry water. You know, what do you do before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. What do you do after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water? Oh, I, okay. Um, but it, it quiets the conscious mind for those truths to, to really settle in. It's funny that Keith brought up perception as projection because um, the thing is, that is also another thing that we really try to complicate, try to get mm-hmm. really, which is a very, very, simple statement you are the microcosm of the macrocosm so whatever you see out in the world is something that is within you so as above so below as within so without this is what we see Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because as humans we try to believe that we are okay we're good we're not bad we're light we're not dark we're all of these things we're positive not negative and in reality as much light and, and positive and and all of that that you can hold, you're going to hold the rest of the darkness and the negative mm-hmm. and the bad, whatever good, bad, whatever. It's like we try to stay away from all of that because at the end of the day, we're, it's all energy. And is it per, is is the energy serving or is it not? And when it is not, then it is something to integrate, not resist, and to look at and hold love and compassion for and bring it in realize it's a part of you, but you don't have to express it. But the more light you hold, the more darkness you hold. It's just a fact of it. It is the law of correspondence. We yes. you know the pendulum swings as far to the right as it does to the left. And th- that's where all of these universal laws come into play. And I think that's where when you get into the psychedelic space and you start really seeing things for the way that it truly is, not the illusion, this hologram that we live in, and you understand oh, this is how the game is played. And when you yes. know how the game is played, you cannot be controlled. You cannot be controlled. And you get to play this game how you want to play it and how it, what you want things to look when you look outside of yourself. You know, yeah. talking, about, talking about putting a, a simple spin on a, very, on a very complicated subject, Carl Jung had this figured out 100 plus years ago when he said that that which you deny or do not integrate will will rule you. Yes. Very simple. And it's true. If you try to cut off, if you try to deny, if you try to run away from, if you do not accept and integrate and hold mastery over it, it will rule you. Yes. And yeah. it will show up as the shadow. It'll show up as the things that like, literally you start noticing, you're like, oh, I don't accept that part of me. What's up, ladies and gents? I wanted to take a second while I had your ear 
to share with all of you a very important announcement. Anyone who has been listening to the show for some time now knows that I am passionate about coaching and helping other coaches up-level their coaching practice. What I have noticed in working with hundreds of coaches is that coaches of all different types are facing challenges with being able to get their clients strong, consistent results, understand where to put their energy to allow their practices to thrive, stand out in the vastity of coaches, move from imposter syndrome into trusting themselves, and ultimately make the money necessary to be financially independent in their coaching practice. The root of these issues comes down to a lack of connection with your creative force as a coach and entrepreneur. This is why we at Highly Optimized have created the Connect with Cannabis 10-Week Coaching Certification Program. The reason that cannabis is the focus of our program is because cannabis acts as imagination medicine. And in order to break free of these challenges, you must first be able to imagine yourself as the coach that is successful and has been able to break free of these challenges. When you are able to truly imagine and connect with the most powerful version of yourself, you can find the clarity to build your business, your authentic voice to speak directly to your clients, and the faith that you can overcome everything standing in your way. Once you have experienced and learned how to achieve these results for yourself, you will be able to offer this same unique skill set in your coaching practice to support your clients in overcoming their limiting beliefs and allow them to experience the breakthrough results that will make you stand out as the world-class coach you are. In this program, you will learn the science behind cannabis, how to experience the healing powers of cannabis, and how to facilitate these healing powers with your clients. With personalized one-on-one support on how to apply these frameworks into your business and weekly group calls within a community of coaches just like you, you will be equipped with a unique skill set that will allow you to get consistent, powerful results with your clients, feel confident in your coaching abilities, and allow you to gain financial independence while having the opportunity to wake up each day excited to share your important work with the world. For anyone listening who is hearing the call to set yourself apart and develop a unique set of coaching skills not found anywhere else in the world, jump over to the link in our Instagram bio and book a complimentary call with me today. Together, we will go over your current challenges in your business, your goals for your business, and decide together whether you qualify for a seat in the program. The next class begins April 20th, and spots are filling up quickly to be a part of the budding movement that is cannabis coaching. So book your call today and position yourself as a leading voice of how to work with this sacred plant medicine in your practice. Thank you all for your continued support and enjoy the show. Guys, this is amazing having this conversation because of course you bring up mystery schools. So I recently became initiated in the modern mystery school about six months ago, and I've been diving into that rabbit hole and had learned a lot about it through Czech and Angie, uh, Paul and Angie rather. And, you know, had always been interested in these things, but really started getting into the hermetic principles and all the things you guys are talking about. And what I always think about is what we're talking about right now in the psychedelic space, being able to essentially what so many people do, and, I, and I'm guilty of this too for so many years, is they their intellect is so like strong because it's been going to the gym since I was six years old, right? Like we've been going to school, we've been learning things, we've been quote unquote knowing things, right? Whatever that even means. And so by the time that like our other things kick on, hopefully they do, right? But at the time they do, they're a little atrophied, right? Soul, spirit, intuition, the clear senses, things like this. And so it takes a while, or at least it did for me, to realize that actually all I was creating by taking in so much info all the time and complicating things was a cloudy day. And what happens on a cloudy day or what doesn't happen? The sun can't come through, right? But if you allow space for those clouds to pass, right, through meditating, through psychedelic space, through so many different things, you can have the sun come through. And the sun is really what I see being the law of neutrality, which is the ability to rise above the pendulum swings and all the stuff going. So you're not, you know, cheating the system. You're actually playing the game the way it was meant to be played. Like you guys were saying, where these principles, it's so funny how like, literally I read the Kabbalion, right? And, and that was like my, my real deep dive into the hermetic principles. And I had this like awareness. I'm like, this literally is not the first time this is said. It's said everywhere. And if you ask someone right now, the average person, do you want all the secrets to life? They'd say, yeah. But then you'd have them read that and they'd be like, this is it. Cause it's so simple that it makes it hard because our intellect is so overtrained that it's almost like if it's not complicated, it can't mean anything. 
And I think that's one of the big unconscious beliefs that's challenging society right now is that simple is actually the way that life was supposed to be done. Chop wood, carry, um, yeah, chop wood, carry water. You know, it's like, it's that simple. But yet, you know, we always, our intellect will make us think, no, it can't be that simple. There's got to be something more, you know? And it's such a thirst trap. <laughs> well, there's a funny, there's a funny story, whether it's true or not, it's a, you consider it a metaphor that I tell people about simplicity. So there was a story that, uh, so Helil was a, was a Jewish prophet back in the day. And as boys will be boys, there was a group of guys who was given Helil hell about always having his, his nose in the Torah. You know, studying the Torah, studying the Torah. And they were heckling him one day and they said, Ah, Helil, if you know so much about the Torah, you should be able to stand on one foot and recite it. And Helil said, Okay, I will. So he stood on one foot and said, Love the other as you love yourself. All that all else is commentary. <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> it's that it's that easy. Yeah. It's funny because so I was um raised Christian, became Catholic started recovering from that and then, um, <laughs> anyway, um, and my favorite my favorite bible verse is let all that you do be done in love and i'm in my opinion that's it that's the whole bible in a nutshell and yes. everything that jesus was talking about let everything you do be done in love and if that's the case then again everything else is commentary and it's all excess there's no nothing outside of that that's always been my favorite bible verse and so yes. it's interesting how much we complicate the whole system mm -hmm. yeah yes you know check says a quote uh quite often i don't know who uh uh actually said it first but it's if you need scripture you're not enlightened and if you're enlightened you don't need scripture right and it's like one of the most perfect things and my whole thing that i do in in in, in this chapter of my life is i help people combine the science of spirituality of cannabis to be able to unlock self-awareness. And one of the things I always say is that, you know, I'm not a religious person, but I know a good line when I hear it. And my favorite little verse from the Bible is, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must first enter the mind of a child. And I think all psychedelics do this, right? They enter you into the imagination realm. But most of them, like, you got to take some time away. You got to do some stuff, right? The reason I'm so on cannabis is because I'm like, hey, people are busy. They can enter this mind of a child and get creative ideas and do these things. But I think that's one of the most telling lines in the entire bible because hey rain's true i mean you hang out with a kid and you're hanging out with god that that knows it's god but actually isn't aware that they know that they're god right they're just they're just being god right and there's a certain point in which that flips of course but hanging out with kids is so fun and i think one of the biggest challenges that <laughs> we're facing in society right now is thinking that we raise children like we're their teachers and at the end of the day you're like yes to a certain degree we are we teach them how to live in this world and things like that but they are our teachers because they teach us how to forget and how to remember what is actually true about life. And when I say true, it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, hearsay, but you know, what is important to remember about life, right? Like what we're talking about, all these rules, how to play the game, because when you do, you get to be a kid forever. And like, that's where I think Peter Pan had it right, where it was like, Hey, don't grow up. It's a lie. Right. And, and that whole quote of, you know, <laughs> growing old, may be mandatory, but growing up is optional. It's so true. Right. You know, definitely. <laughs> You know, what's so funny is I had, um, I was, I, I had a, an Aya journey. Actually, it was a moth journey mm. and, um, I was in the bathroom and there was a glass shower door across from me and I looked into it and it was Brittany and she had this smile that I can't, it's hard to describe, <laughs> but she had this very knowing smile. And then I looked at her and I was like, oh, okay. We learn how to love from our children not our parents. Mm. And we learn how to love from, and when people who don't have children learn how to love from their pets, because mm -hmm. that this is pure, unconditional love, because children only know that they don't know anything else. Animals don't know anything else. And even animals that are abused will still unconditionally love their master and, and be there even through that, that kind of abuse, whatever it is, right? And so it was just this really profound thought that, okay. And I, the thing is, is that it's, I think it's interesting. I, you know, when you were saying that we teach children how to, you know, how to live, whatever, I don't know that we do. Mm. I don't know that we really do very a very good, good job of that because <laughs> in all honesty, you know, with all of our programming, because all of us have been programmed and no, through no fault of our parents and no fault of, of us who are parents, 
It's a system that has not been set up for humans or human optimization for centuries. And so we're programmed into the systems and the constructs that actually fortify the system and not the humans. Mm. And so when we go through this unprogramming, this is when we can actually teach children how to live in this world, in this matrix, in this hologram that we are in, is we can finally teach them. And it's through, I believe, through psychedelics that I've had the ability to, to look back and realize all the times that my children were teaching me. And all the times I thought that I was teaching my children when in reality, I was programming them no different than how I got programmed. And I think when we unlock all of this and we are able to see through the illusion and see how to escape this matrix and how to, which I find interesting that we have (laughs) called this and um, all the the predictive programming. (laughs) There you go. So it's just, it's really interesting because I feel like um, it, it's helped me be more capable of actually uh, of actually being able to teach now than I was uh, just a decade ago. That's one of the things that I think is one of the biggest blessings is to be able to look back and also forgive myself for for the fact that I was programmed and that I programmed. And there's some of it that's great, you know, that we've been programmed with, but there's a whole lot. It's not because the devices for shame and guilt and the things that are here are that control us and enslave us. Mm. Um, and one of the things like our book, Primal Uprising, we talk about this is we are part of a human zoo and it's a zoo of our own making. And we are the zoo keeper and the zoo animal. And we actually have the keys to get out. It's the it's the devil archetype mm-hmm. where we've totally got the, the chains around our neck, but the chains are so the chain around is so easy that we could take it off, but we don't see that and we don't do that. So it yes. is, this is the psychedelic realm is able for you to see, Oh, the chain that's around my neck is actually, I can just take it right <laughs> off. if I choose. <laughs> and there are some that choose not to. And that's a totally different uh, viewpoint of quote unquote, the devil is being an evil entity or Lilith, you know, kind of along the same lines is that it's there to control you no it's it's there to show you that you are free all you have to do is take the chains off it's you take the chains off yes i think you know uh, talking about kids the thing that's fascinating about kids is they have direct and unfettered access to their subconscious minds Mm -hmm. no interference pattern there and i think our mutual friend uh mark england would say the same if if you know how to speak directly to your subconscious mind and interpret what the unconscious mind is saying back to the conscious mind, that is the keys to your freedom. That is absolutely the keys to your freedom because the subconscious mind runs the show. We yes. like to think of conscious beings running around making conscious decisions. We are not. Anything 90, but. <laughs> anything but. 95% plus of the time, we are doing subconscious actions and they're just running on a loop, some of which are fantastic. A lot of it is limiting and, you know, this is their limiting beliefs and, and all of this come into play. This is why people's reality that's being projected out there, like there is no freaking way I would ask for this. Well, I hate to break it to you. Yes, you are. Your yes. subconscious mind is providing exactly. And once you turn that, because when I first heard this, I was, I was like, pardon the French, but get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> that is ludicrous. But the more I went into it, I was like, Oh, I get it. I totally 100% get it. And I, and I think the beauty of that, if, if, if you can learn one thing from a child is to revert because you had it and all of us had it at one point and it got washed out. Mm-hmm. And I have some pretty good ideas as to why it got washed out, but well, that's another story <laughs> for another day. Yeah. But if you can really, anybody can relearn this, it takes time, it takes persistence, but you can go back to having direct and unfettered access to your unconscious life, subconscious mind, which by the way, is the only direct link you have to your higher self, infinite self, whatever that may be, whatever how you want to label other or higher self, that's the direct link. And then from the subconscious mind back to the conscious mind, but they speak two different languages. So it's an interpretation process. But kids, we all come into this world, we all incarnate knowing that, that's built into our DNA, which, by the way, 90% junk DNA. Where <laughs> in nature is there junk anything? 
Yes. You make dabble in junk. It doesn't do it. That's part of that 90% that is quote unquote junk is that knowledge. That knowledge is entrapped there, entrained there. We all have it. We, it's just refining it. What is up, everybody? I hope you were all enjoying the show. And I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build-out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom-branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever. I feel like we just became best friends uh, because I feel like I <laughs> talk to you guys forever. Like, this is the stuff that lights me up. The first thing, so I've just become really aware of this in the last year where I really recast the devil or the shadow, whatever you want to call it, as my best friend because right. it's the only part of me willing to like quote unquote shit on me to make sure I know what I believe about myself, right? The parts of you, you know, they'll kind of coddle you and whatever, even the greatest teachers, right? They'll test you, right? Like that's why you get tests to make sure like, okay, cool. You can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk, right? Can you actually, you know, score high on this test? And that's kind of like what I think the shadow's whole point is, is to be like, Hey, you're in a great mood. Okay. You think you figured it out. Let me throw this at you and see how you fare. And if you don't fare well, okay, great. Now you find another weakness in your armor, right? But so many right. people get into the victim mentality, which is, I mean, it's a thirst trap beyond all comprehension these days yep. because it's easy, right? Of course, if you accept you're a victim, well, then you can't do anything about it. But then life happens to you. And we were talking about this in the beginning where I don't know objectively whether life happens to me or for me, but I choose to believe that it happens for me because I've lived life both ways and the other way sucks. And this way is amazing. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, that's all I need to know. You know, and people... People are obsessed with, you know, science as a religion these days. We'll prove it. It's like, I don't need to prove these things to anyone because it's real for me. And if it's real for me, so long as it doesn't hurt anyone, I'm going to go out and believe it. And right. the thing you were talking about there, Keith, about how the subconscious and unconscious runs your life, you're 100% right. 95 plus percent of that is unconscious and it's what's quote unquote known to the body. So how I think about this stuff is that every single thing in our life that helps us feel quote unquote safe or is from trauma or any of these things becomes an addiction. So if you come home every night and you turn on Netflix and that's like your comfort, right? Or you go home and you interact with cannabis every night or drink or whatever it is, right? And that's your comfort. Well, if you want to stop doing that, there's going to be some challenge you face, right? Because your body, what's known to you, part of your subconscious and unconscious is going to be like, hey, we need our fix. And if you're not doing that and we're pushing past the comfort zone of, you know, maybe we're going to start reading books or, you know, start figuring out our own business or figuring out an event or whatever, that's going to be really scary. Yet, if you've done that a hundred times, that's what's known to you. And then like, that's a positive example of like, if you come home and try to watch Netflix on like a random night, your body might be like, Hey, I want to read a book. Let's learn something. Let's do something. Right. And so that's how you can reprogram the subconscious and unconscious to work for you and, and still realize that like 95% of your life is going to be unconscious. Yet, if you're able to get in there and actually put the right programs in, then you're, they're good. You get to live a life that's, you know, maybe not all the way conscious. Cause you know, that's not really part of what I feel life is about, but at the same time, 
you'll be able to ensure that the programs that are in there are ones that you chose specifically because they help you become the greatest and grandest version of yourself. And I think that's the most important thing. Awareness is key. I like, you know, one of the messages I got in one of my deepest journeys was it was just awareness, right? That was just one word. And, and it rocked me because I realized, oh, the whole game of life is awareness. It's not getting it right. It's not getting it wrong. It's not, you know, figuring stuff out. It's just awareness, right? If you have awareness around like, hey, I'm looking, I'm, I'm reaching for alcohol when I get home. What's going on there, right? What's happening? The second you start gaining awareness, well, then it becomes into the conscious. And I believe it was you that talked about once something becomes conscious, it becomes a devil if you ignore it. That's why so many people live in ignorance is bliss, right? Because yeah, in a way it is, right? If you're ignorant to why you're doing things, then you're just doing things and whatever. But even though it might be quote unquote bliss, it's not freedom. And personally, I put freedom way higher than bliss on my list. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> that is funny. We do too. So um, <laughs> we get back to, again, that perception is projection and whether or not we're going to take part in the in what we call the drama triangle, which is the victim, villain, victor. Mm. So if you are constantly a victim, you're constantly seeking out your villain and you want somebody to come save you. Well, Mm -hmm. there's no savior outside of yourself. And this is also one of the traps and one of the lies that we've been told so that we are constantly seeking something outside of ourselves Mm. for the saving of who we are. And then, and, and then of course, there's also the, people who think that they're constantly saving people (laughs) we said what we said (laughs) saving people and that that that's the other thing is that that's part of the ego of of feeling like you can save somebody else you can't save anybody else they have to save themselves and Mm -hmm. and we get out of that that which i agree the whole idea of okay is is it i'm 100 responsible and everything is for me or I'm not, and everything is happening to me. And then I I have to say one of my very, very first lessons in ayahuasca was the whole idea of of control. Mm. We as humans believe we have control. We have zero control except control over this. That's it. There is no control outside of this. And that's where we get into all the ego stuff of I'm going to save you. You're going to save me. I need a villain. You need a villain. We're going to be, you know, each other's villain. And now <laughs> yeah. both victims and we both need a savior. And it's the whole, all of the, the mess. And when you can step outside of that triangle and go, I'm not participating in that anymore. I'm taking 100% responsibility for me, which means everything in my life that's happening to me is my responsibility and is my projection. And then figure out what is that projection? Where did that come from? What, how am I calling that in? Because we are really great at believing that we are victims because this happened and that happened and whatever. And then the reality is your conscious mind is your goal setter, but your unconscious mind is your goal getter. Mm. And that issue we have with our goals is that we're setting the wrong goals and your unconscious mind has never, I repeat it never failed you at getting a goal. The problem is you failed at telling your unconscious mind exactly what you wanted. What you told it is what you don't want. And guess what's going to grow? When you focus on what you don't want, you're getting more of what you don't want. So if you put your focus on where it is that you want to go versus what you want to leave behind, then you are setting yourself up for your subconscious mind to get you exactly what you want. And that is the empowerment. And that is also where you step outside of that drama triangle. You don't need a villain. You don't need a victor and you are no victim. Mm. And that that's when you take control of where your life is going and what comes into your life. And then you realize that perception is projection. You are putting out exactly what you want to come back to you because that's how this thing works. Which is, yes. by the way, one, of, and there's many beauties of psychedelics, but that is one of the major beauties. I know I'm not saying anything that your audience doesn't already know, <laughs> but the ability to turn down the volume on the conscious mind, be able to speak directly to a subconscious mind, be able to, as Michelle says, have a fresh snowfall over the neurological field and do some rewiring, right? We, when we work with clients whether it be trauma issues, PTSD, addiction, whatever the, whatever the issue is, we can do the work outside of the psychedelic space, and we do. 
psychedelics just grease the skids. They enhance that ability. We can hold those people in that position for a much longer period of time, get a lot more work done. And now they have new, new ski lines to ski down. Then, of course, you follow it up with the integrations, reinforce, 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 make those new neurological connections, cables, high-powered cables, then they're off and running. Trauma resolved, addictions taken care of. It, it, it's, it's all in the subconscious. Any emotional tie to a trauma is a loop in the subconscious. It's when, a story. It's a story. And it, it's not that we eliminate that the trauma ever happened. There is still memory of the trauma, but the emotional tie linked to it is severed if the client so chooses. As soon as the yes. lessons have been learned from that, then we can cut the tie to that and, and roll on. Now the person is optimized, they're rolling on into new higher levels and, and the cycle repeats because we're not there yet either. As much as work as we've done, there's always something new. Hello, everybody. I hope you're all enjoying the show. I wanted to stop by and fill you in on our brand new, completely free to join Facebook community called the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle. I imagine many of you are aware of our newest creation within Highly Optimized, which is the Connect with Cannabis Certification Program. Alex and I are having so much fun empowering coaches with the skill set of coaching with cannabis and helping them up-level their coaching practice that we wanted to create a place where anyone could join to ask questions, receive free information on how to work with cannabis in the way we teach in the program, and be able to gain clarity around how to get the best results with their clients in order to become financially independent in their coaching practice. To join, hop over to the link in our Instagram bio and send us a request. It is our intention to assist as many coaches, facilitators, and healers as possible in the important work they are doing in the world. And if you are looking to join a community of like-minded individuals just like you who are passionate about helping their clients achieve the highest quality of life possible, the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle is for you. I am looking forward to speaking with all of you in the group, and as always, enjoy the show. You know, I say all the time that like, I know that I don't know anything. That's what I've realized from psychedelics. Like, and once you realize that you don't know anything, all of life becomes a game because you realize, oh, the whole point is not to know anything and to be open-minded because once again, you know, the mind of a child, the kingdom of heaven, et cetera. You know, one of the things that I think psychedelics are is they act as almost a wormhole where imagine you have some, you know, intergalactic species of, you know, uh, aliens or whatever you want to call them, interdimensional beings. I think they prefer to be called now. But like, you know, you have one of those, one of those beings. Because they're and, so PC. Yeah, anyway, they're so PC now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's 2022. You got to make sure you're on point, you know? But, yeah. you know, imagine you have one of those, you know, species that are going to guide you through a wormhole. So they're like, okay, right? And this is what a guide is in the psychedelic space, right? They can lead you into this wormhole and you can hack time. You can come out the other side, having a whole new found lease on life that might've taken 30, 40 years in therapy in potentially one session. And we're seeing this like, all over the place, but especially with PTSD and MDMA, right? People walk in having PTSD, walk out like it never existed, right? They can still remember it, but like you were saying, Keith, the emotional tie is cut. Right. And then on the other hand, if you go into a wormhole without guidance, hey, you might, you know, you might end up in the right place. You might not, who knows, right? But it's to kind of sum it up, it's less efficient, it's less effective, right? And I think this is one of the biggest things because when we really look at what the most valuable resource is, you know, it's a tie between time or attention. But I'll I'll side with time on this one thing because you know, we know that billionaires on their last breath don't wish for more money. They wish for more time. You know, if there's a substance or medicine, right, that can allow us to hack that time sequence, then what is more powerful than that, right? Now, again, you know, do I think they're for everyone? No, of course not. But they're definitely for a lot of people. And right. I think that's why we're seeing them, you know, take such a, a foothold again in society. And I think unlike the 60s and 70s, where People were just taking massive doses with no guidance and kind of just having these incredible experiences, but didn't know anything about integration or how to actually like, you know, because really what I think a psychedelic experience is, is a PEAK experience, right? It gives you a peak behind the veil, but the goal is to integrate your PEAK peak experience into having PEEK experiences where then in your normal life, you're able to see a little behind the veil and go, whoa, that was magical. And then life becomes a psychedelic, right? Because for kids, I mean, you look at a kid and... I was talking to my buddy Angelo about this. You know, he has a, a young son and I was like literally watching his son who's about two or three run around and just like look at the wall and stuff. I'm like, it's like watching someone come out of a 5-MEO DMT experience over the course of like nine years. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally what it is. It's like, you know, like literally when I come out of a 5-MEO experience, I'm like a kid. I'm a puddle of goo. I'm staring at the wall. I'm laughing. I'm crying. I'm like asking strange questions. 
You know, it's like, uh, it's so funny how when we literally look at a child, it's like they're slowly coming out of a psychedelic experience. And I just think that's so funny. So everywhere I look, you know, there are life has become a psychedelic because I've been able to integrate things. And that is a lot from, you know, being doing the quote unquote work, which I, I like that whole word, I think is a thirst trap doing the work. You know, I, I like to change out for love, doing the love, right? Giving yourself the yeah. love, showing yourself the love. And by doing that, you're allowing your experience of life to become more great and grand. That's why now I meditate. I do breath work. I do all these things. I don't do them as checklist items. I do them because when I was in a psychedelic experience, I saw like, wow, and my higher self or whatever guided me to see like, this is why you meditate every day to get a reminder of who you are before you go out in the world so that when things happen, right, and you feel that voice and you wanted to react, you can go, oh, there's that voice that wants to react, not just react and think you're that voice, right? You can be the head of the table rather than just a seat at the table. You know, there's a big difference there. You know, it's fascinating. That's so funny that you're talking about this because I I am, I love the idea around children because it is the five MEO experience is such a, a wow. It is so mindful. <laughs> yeah. And actually the time portal of it, because it is an eternity in a 20 to my, my experiences, my five MEO experiences were all over 45 minutes, which was, mm-hmm not really that normal, but it was just such a a really incredible experience. And Keith, when he went into his five MEO experience, he was in for 20 minutes. He literally thought it was days and he, he came out apologizing for taking up so much time. And we were like, it's been 20 minutes. And he was like, (laughs) like, how is this possible? But what was interesting (laughs) is Keith was a little boy in his five MEO experience. He actually rolled up into the happy baby and was clapping his hands. And he was, and he was yelling, wow, we, Wowie! I mean, like he was so excited. it was. He just kept going, wow, wow, and then he was like, wowie, wowie, and I was like, oh, he's a little boy, and it's that's when you can get yourself back to that kind of curiosity, to that kind of openness, and to that kind of open mind, where you are not so rigid in your dogma and all of the things, where you can actually question what you believe and be okay with that and be like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I believe what I believe anymore. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I mean, and not beat yourself up over it, not feel guilty, don't not feel shame over it, not feel. Um, and we work with a lot of people that are moving out of the religious sex and, uh, and some of their beliefs and a lot of, a lot of Mormons coming, mm. leaving church and it's been really interesting to watch that transition for them and for them to open up and become so open and to become so open-minded and to allow themselves to question what they believed and what they grew up with and all of that. And there's so much shame and guilt out of leaving a religion and, and coming into spirituality versus, mm. you know, sticking around in something that, that doesn't feel like it fits you and that you don't, and that it also doesn't serve you. So, and that's, and that's not, anything in particular with Mormonism. I no. mean, that's religions across the board. And 100%. by the way, I would put scientism in that same yeah. category. Oh, absolutely. That's another construct, right? It's yes. another construct that if it, if it does not exist outside of this construct, if it can be proven by this construct, it doesn't exist. Mm. I mean, how limiting is that? As powerful as science is, yes, there's a limiting factor to everything. There's a, there's a shadow to everything. It's just yes. being able to, to, in the words of Bruce Lee, to take what is useful and discard what is not. Very yes. simple statement, but that is so powerful. Yeah, it's fascinating. You know, I won't open up a deep rabbit hole because I know we're running a little short on time. But one of the things I'll say is that, you know, this whole idea of original sin, karma, all of this stuff, I heard an amazing theory recently on galactic messages on Gaia, which is like, I love Gaia, it's just so mm-hmm. I nerd out on there. And they were talking about how essentially all of that is just a trap, right? Thinking like that. You know, there's something outside of you that's God, but you're not God. All of these things, what's going to happen is you're going to get yourself stuck in a reincarnation cycle where essentially you're becoming a slave for the powers that be, the draconians or whatever you want to call it, to understand that like if you believe in something else when you die, then you're going to see that thing and it's going to reflect, oh, you still have karma. You need to go back down and you're going to continue yeah. having to reincarnate over and over and be stuck in the cycle for who knows how long. And I think that's like the biggest, I'll say it again, thirst trap of our day is worshiping anything outside of ourselves. And if you look into Atlantis, I mean, that's what happened with Atlantis. They started valuing technology over the feminine. They fell out of balance and look what happened. And they blew themselves off the face of the planet. They blew Lemuria up. It's wild, you know? And uh, it's just, it's fascinating to think about those kind of things. And 
you know, I know we're running short on time, but I want to give you an opportunity to tell people where they can find you. Of course, we'll link everything in the show notes, but where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, when is the next Paleo FX coming up? I know that's coming up soon. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. So paleofx.com. It is happening April 29th through May the 1st um, in Austin, Texas at the Palmer Event Center. We're going coming back and it's our 10th anniversary. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then <laughs> we made it through yes. COVID. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> so then for me, you can find me, Dana Michelle Norris, on Facebook and on Instagram. And then Twitter doesn't like my first name. So it's D Michelle Norris on Twitter. <laughs> and the other stuff you can find our book is Primal Uprising. Um, and you can go to our website, pillifex.com forward slash Primal Uprising. It'll take you to buying the book. Um, we are relaunching that book this year at PillFX. It was supposed to launch at PillFX last year and of course <laughs> canceled. So um, yes. anyway, so now we're just, we're going, going ahead and relaunching the book and our theme for this year at PillFX is Primal Uprising. It's the PillFX guide to optimizing your health, expanding your mind and reclaiming your freedom. And, mm. and so for me, social media doesn't like me a whole lot. I tend to offend the people who <laughs> <laughs> you have that problem too. We're <laughs> <laughs> running that show. Yeah. But uh, I some of my more muted stuff that I can get by is on uh, on Instagram theory the number two practice at Keith Norris on Twitter Twitter which is a little bit more edgy but it's been shadow banned and yeah so yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do have a blog on Substack and that's Primal Uprising on Substack if people are in that so far Substack it has never censored or taken down anything I've written. So yeah, so that those are my main avenues. And I'm old school. I like face to face. So yes. come to Paleo FX and meet us at Paleo FX. Yes, I like sure. yes. I like face to face, heart to heart, skin to skin, all of that. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, coming soon will be our our website for the work that we do here right. in facilitation, and that is primal alchemy. Which oh, is something yes. that we're trying to navigate, obviously, though doing this type of work and having a public face is difficult right it's difficult yes. to do that so um, I'm if the same. Interested in that they can reach out via social media and yeah. contact us that way and and we can we can move it forward from there beautiful oh this is amazing and guys i got one last question for you and that is this if someone listening was just swayed by each of you to experience psychedelic medicines for the first time what is the one piece of advice you would relay to them to allow them to have the smoothest experience possible mm. one of the things is to continually find your breath that's mm. what you control is your breath and recognizing that everything is temporary. So even if something comes up in um, that space that can be challenging or difficult to face, just know that it's temporary. And as long as you are finding your breath and relaxing, we tend to tense up and we want to get it into a you know fetal position in a ball that blocks all of our energy from flowing. And it's just being completely open taking really deep breaths, controlling the breath and really coming back to that center because um, that's if you relax into it versus tensing up and trying to resist, it will persist and, will, <laughs> and it, it can become um, much more uncomfortable than it needs to be. And so if you can allow that and recognize that it's temporary and also it's just something for you to be a peaceful and passive observer of if you can hold love and compassion for whatever it is you're being shown, you can help release it. And that can be faster. Right. I would reiterate what Michelle said. The control of breath is if one thing that human beings do have control of, mm. right? We can control our breathing. We can control our breath. Whole other rabbit hole storyline on that, which is, <laughs> but control of breath is it for a human being. Yes. That is your lifeline. And I would say set and setting. Set and setting is so vitally important. And, and you will hear people from Terrence McKenna back just really emphasizing set and setting, but it is so very important. It's the simple things, right? And yes. I will add one more, one more thing to that too, is not coming into it with an expectation, but going into it with an intention. Right. Yes. So that's a big difference in if you are going and expecting this grand, huge thing. And then if that's not what's being delivered, it's not what you need. It's not what your unconscious mind needs. It's not what your higher self needs. It's not what your conscious mind needs. You get exactly what you need at the time that you get it. So if you go in with an intention, 
versus an expectation, things are going to be a lot different. You don't always get what you want. But yes. if you try sometimes, you just, just might find. <laughs> I will take nail in the head for 500, please. <laughs> okay, guys. Believe me when I say that having the opportunity to interview Keith and Michelle and dive into their plant medicine experiences is truly an honor. Together, they have been able to create an absolute movement of incredible voices coming together to speak on all the topics pertaining to achieving the highest quality of life possible through paleo effects and ensure people can meet their individual nutrition needs through ID life, along with all the amazing stuff in their book as well. And to say I look up to them and their mission would be an understatement. I often have to pinch myself when doing these interviews to ensure I am not dreaming, as at one time, this was all a dream for me, as their projects were for them. If there is one thing I hope you gain from listening to this episode, it's that life can be whatever you wish for it to be, so long as you believe in yourself and are able to find comfort within the ever-present fear that comes forth when we choose to embark on the mission which is attached to our own personal hero's journey. To stay up to date with all that Keith and Michelle are up to, including upcoming dates for PaleoFX this year, all the amazing products they are creating through ID Life, and the other various facets of their journey, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram and check the show notes for this show where we'll be listing all of the websites you can learn more about them from. Keith, Michelle, thank you so much for the important work you're creating in the world for being such bright lights for individuals to charge their batteries and gain inspiration from, and for taking the time to traverse the beautiful psychedelic experiences we dove into today. And until next time, my friends, may your journey be smooth and full of light. Aho.